0: Welcome back to episode number 192 of Stream of Thought. We start things off by telling, uh, telling a story a little bit about my self-tape audition that I spent all day doing today. And then an update from last episode's, uh, I guess you call maybe a little bit of a ranting Ricks. An update on what's going on and how he's being hit with a second wave.
1: And then we have a story about Victor's experience whale watching with his mother Whales in LA, oh yes. And then finally, chaos in the kitchen. So with that being said, episode number 192 of Stream of Thought, we hope you enjoy.
0: Dude, okay, so I had an audition, a self-tape audition to do today. Uh, a self-tape I a had self-tape self tape audition. A self tape audition. What does that mean? I love when you ask these questions because you ask very basic, rudimentary questions for anybody who is you know at the entry level. But what's great is I get to. I love explaining this to to people. I had this self tape to do, which is it is just that I have a. I don't know if you can see, but. I have a <laughs> I have a bed sheet kind of hanging in front of my kitchen, and I just I have these little hooks that I have for it, and that's my background and I tape myself when they send me the sides to what, the scene that I'm supposed to do, which look like this. And I have someone read for me and I tape myself and then I send it to them. And so I was doing that today. But the thing is, is they emailed me last night. And sometimes the thing is with these is that you can get them at a moment's notice and boom, like just do it. Luckily, I had some time to prepare. But I got the email last night and I didn't didn't see it until yesterday or two nights ago. And I didn't see it until yesterday, like in the afternoon. But I looked at it for a second. Because I was doing other things. And then I saw another email yesterday. It was like, oh, by the way, the deadline has been extended. I was like, oh, shit. I totally forgot about that email. So I had to send it today by 4 o'clock. Which I didn't do. Because my computer takes forever to load stuff up. But also because for the longest time I was trying to find someone to read the lines for me. I didn't have anyone in my apartment complex who was around. And then finally some... So that's part of the reason, too. And... It took forever. So when I upload these, I use the video and can and just microphone from my phone, and I clip it together in iMovie, export it, and it's super quick to go to my uh, my photo app from I uh, whatever the hell the other app is, and so but it takes forever to email it to myself. I have to email it to myself so I can so I can access it from my laptop, so I can go online and submit it after downloading it to my desktop, right? And, of course, the Actors Access app is fucked up, and I look and the reviews are like two and a half stars average, and no one uses it, I guess, which would have been way easier to cut out the middleman of my laptop. Anyway... I was still going to send it in. I sent it in like at 6 o'clock or a little before 6 actually. And then I saw like invitation decline, past deadline. But then I got an email saying we've submitted your video. So I don't know. And then I went outside to listen to music and just chill out. And when you texted me, I totally forgot that we were going to do a podcast episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. I totally – I definitely forgot about that.
1: So I have to ask, is, is that – one of the similar things that we had done back when you were in Glen Ellen, when you and I were recording in the the studio, where you, yeah, you had a couple exactly. of lines and you just started to, and we yes. we did like five or six yes. takes. It's the same thing. Oh God! That yeah, was so you saw go crazy
0: for that uh, that pizza commercial.
1: Oh my yes. gosh!
0: I hated that.
1: Oh my God! That was that was the most awkward it experience. Required
0: so much energy. It was so weird, but it required so much energy. I was so drained by the time. I did it a second or third time because I think, if I remember correctly, they wanted you to do it, like, two or three different ways, and but they wanted you to just keep bringing it up and up and up. I don't know. Oh,
1: but, yes, man. those are the That's... same things. Yeah, okay. I I, I was kind of wondering because I, I was like, oh, man, that was so cringy just to <laughs> – because it's just you and I, right, in a room, you yeah. reading – whatever your line is in very, it is emphatic weird. Emphatic ways where, you know, it can, it can be cringy when I do that stuff, but to watch you do it.
0: It is weird. Gabe. Definitely. I was thinking while I was preparing for the self tape today, cause I'm going over my lines and highlighting stuff and writing stuff down. I was thinking like, Oh, you know, what's it like to be an act? You know, if I get asked the question or whatever people think like, Oh my goodness, an actor, an actor, an actor, it's not the glitz and glam. That's, One percent, you know, and it's looking goofy when no one's around or with one (laughs) other person and saying your lines and fucking it up and like stuttering and it's a mess. (laughs) That's the crazy
1: thing, too, where in seminary we had to we had to do similar thing. It wasn't like acting emphatic or whatever, but we had to act like we were preaching to like a full congregation of people um, in a class of like 15 people. And it was the most awkward thing because you're like – you want to put your heart and soul into it. But you're looking at 15 other people who are, who are definitely judging you in that moment of how goofy you look in that moment. And it was almost – it was almost it was almost You just got to get over
0: it. Yeah. Any time though something like that happened in high school or middle school or whatever where you have to get up and do a presentation or do something in front of the class – And they always ask, who wants to go first? And the answer is, hell no. And the worst is when you don't have the balls to be one of the people who are the first 50% that go through. Preferably the first 25 because you do your thing, you're done, and people forget it. You know, in a class of 25 or 30 kids, you're doing presentations, and you're number 27. Everyone has clearly already forgotten about, you know, 1 through 20 at least. That is out the door. And you're the one left, and everyone's gonna remember the last five, six, seven kids that go up.
1: All you gotta make sure is that you just don't totally f- everything up, and that's part of the reason why. After time, I was never like this in high school, but after time going into college and seminary, is like it's better to be first because no one, no one is going to remember the first or second, like stuff that goes on, and that just. You can breathe, you can listen to what others have to say, you can, you can be judgmental, or whatever it is, afterwards. Just, you know, it's done, it's done. Like, get it over with. That was, that was the thing that I learned was just the most relieving feeling, where it's just, get it out of the way, and that way you can just sit back and embrace the chaos that follows.
0: You definitely do not want to get stuck presenting (laughs) right after Little Miss Goody Two-Shoes who gets A-plus on everything and had like a professional presentation and a freaking blazer, you know what I'm saying? That it would because you go first, at least when you go first you set the bar. As good or as bad as that may be, it doesn't matter you can do it, you know 80%, you'll still be okay. (laughs) <laughs> Man,
1: when you, when you gotta follow up somebody who 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 is just tidy and and clean and like the the perfect public speaker, bro. I've learned my lesson. Like, I never 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 want to go after somebody who's gonna
0: one up me. So uh, I'm happy that you were able to record because I was worried. I thought maybe something happened that you didn't respond to my text message on. Wednesday,
1: <sighs> bro. It has been—I don't know. It—it's—it's it's this weird, like, psych- psychological thing that's going on right now. Where with the the transition from my mom's business closing down and losing our studio, I think that's kind of having a mental impact on me as well. Um, but then all of the stuff that's coming out from the East Coast, all of the weddings and all of this other stuff. Don't know if I told you. About The email issue, right? We talked a little bit about that,
0: right? Yes, I was laughing very much on that. Yes, that your dear friend entered your email address for various organizations in regards to ministry. And now your sacred space Gmail account, which you've had for whatever it is, 15 years or more, Virtually no spam, and now you've you've gotten twenty spam emails a day as a result of somebody else's negligence, though the intentions were pure.
1: And it turns out it wasn't just my Gmail; it was also my phone number. <laughs> it's now I'm getting all these these um these these phone calls too from uh, from New Jersey and like other random things that I've (laughs) never gotten phone calls from before. And I'm just, I'm, I'm dude uh, like that has, wow. I just, wow. I don't know. I mean, yes, it's done. Like it's happened, right? It's out there. And so I'm getting all the spam. It's just, it's part of what happens. I have to accept it at some point. But, dude, this past week has been brutal. Absolutely brutal. Every phone call, every email that comes in, just trying to do something to mitigate this flood of crap that I... Like, it it feels like a septic tank has just been lowered over my (sighs) digital footprint. And it's just all over me
0: right now. But how many... Okay, so how often do you get emails in regards to like stuff that you actually need is it possible that you can do one day you know a 24 hour period where you forward can, is there a way to forward all emails forward all your emails to Father Joe Hit him, spray him. you know obviously it's not going to fix the problem but spray him with some spam emails after 24 hours close it up
1: Dude, well, I did I did have a chance to talk with him. He he apologized. He didn't realize. Granted, he is like 25, 30 years older than me, and so he doesn't understand the implications of inputting somebody's phone number and email address and what that's what the ricochet that that's going to cause for everything else.
0: I don't understand how 20 years into the this century that we're in that is not common knowledge among all generations.
1: And what he told me, he got excited. He was so excited for me to, to come out East that he just he – he wanted to throw out my name to as many places as possible, which included putting my email into certain questionable job sites, which – it's a great sentiment. And it's weird because it was done in love. But at the same time it's also <laughs> because what was done has also caused harm to me being able to actually like work through my emails because now I'm seeing standard emails now popping up in spam because now I'm going through both the inbox and my spam now I'm not getting emails that I probably should be getting in my inbox they're going straight to spam I uh, just ev- everything it's chaos it's absolute anarchy <laughs>
0: You need to make a different email. Thanks, Baller100 at gmail.com. <laughs> right. I don't know.
1: I And that's the crazy part, too, is that I don't know why we don't have, like, a church email address. It's so easy to do. I mean, hell, my mom has, like, a, a, a two-person business, and there is, a like, a thing at architects.com, right? Right
0: so easy to just create an alternative email to make you feel b- better maybe i'll tell you what i did the last few days <laughs> <laughs> go on i saw my mom and i went t- we met up in newport beach which is like a- about an hour 45 minutes or an hour so i go to newport beach it's really fun we walk up and down oh <laughs> it's fun well so i have all these things i want to say i need to you know keep them in order So we're walking up and down the beach. It's really cool. Got uh, seafood, of course. Love, you know, shrimp, calamari, crab, all that delicious. And and one of the things that we did while we were there, we went on a boat ride for whale watching. It was sweet. It was like a two-hour ride, and we're on this ferry-type boat thing. And we got these VIP tickets, which just mean, like, our section is uh, no one can go in there except for us. And it was us two and, like, these four other people. It was only limited to six. And, I mean, it's the same area as a general area, but, like, you just you just have a guaranteed spot to be sitting. And, yeah, it was, like, a two-hour ride. And we got drink tickets. And uh, the guy, we each got two free drinks, even though they gave us drink tickets for two. We got a total of four free drinks, which was sweet and that's all i needed but they all, we also had binoculars that they gave us which was it was fun looking through the binoculars too and just chilling on the water but so overall it was like it was just a really really cool experience uh, to do that i'd never done that before it was not even something that i even thought that we could do and then my mom mentioned it cuz she thought like oh do they do that here
1: holy crap i've never heard of that whale watching did you actually did you actually see a whale or yes no we saw whales Seriously? but the thing
0: is you only like you don't see them jump out of the water well, of course right? they're, they're the dolphins, we saw, they they're not they but, never yeah. jumped out. they just slowly you see them for a second because they slowly come up like their head is just bare their head is just barely above water just enough for the blowhole and it shoots out a little bit of water and then you don't see it and then when it, when it goes – when it dives, it's like its back comes up against the water a little bit. So then when you see part of its back, you realize, oh, the tail's about to come up. And then a couple of seconds later, the tail comes up and goes down.
1: That was your mom's idea?
0: She mentioned it. Like, oh, can we maybe do this? This looks might, this might be fun. And I look into like this looks awesome. It was funny because I was trying to get her to get into the boat that's like a 15-person boat that it looks like uh, – it's like a little speed boat. But she wanted to go on the bigger one because she's like, it looks slower and more chill. I was like, fuck. All right. I was trying to get you to get on one. Because the other one, too, goes really – the other one, too, goes uh, – it's lower to the water, right? It's just – it looked cooler for someone that was like me, but my mom was didn't want to do it. But the other one was still really cool.
1: Dude, I – like that would be something I would love to do. I, I like I didn't realize that was a thing that you could do like on the coast of L.A. or – the coast of anywhere whale watching how far off how like how far out did you go was it i have no idea i it mean was, you can
0: still see the you can coast. see you can
1: see the coast so obviously it's not yeah and
0: there were yeah it wasn't it took just as much time probably to leave and re-enter the bay as it did to actually be out on the ocean because when you're in the bay you can't the engine is almost idle right it's uh, I mean, I think it is idle. I think you have to have the engine in idle, and so you're just chilling, chilling, chilling. You can't make any wakes in the water. Wow! So it takes like 30 minutes just to get from the dock out to the ocean. I didn't realize that whales were that close to the shore. But get this also. So then that same day, we did more seafood, and <laughs> okay. we uh, we just did seafood t- for two meals. Oh my I think. God. The first one it was cool because I like I said it was calamari, shrimp, and something else, and it was fried. And this other one place we went to, it was le- the actual thing where you break off the shell of lobster, crab, and shrimp. And the lobster tails were cool because the lobster tails were split in half, so it was easier to get the meat out. And dude, and they had and I because I hadn't had that in a long time and they bring the little uh what's it the little cup of butter and you just dunk, get a little bit of butter in it and you're just in heaven dude you're just in heaven and it's so delicious damn Uh, the only thing though i told my mom afterwards and another reason why i don't eat that food like that is because it's such a pain in the ass to eat like bro like i remember feeling bad for my dog uh, thinking you know you get one of those little toys rubber cylinder things and then you stick a treat in it and your dog like is going crazy trying to like smell and get the treat out but it will only the treat will only fall out when god decides for it to fall out like there's no fucking way you can jiggle this thing upside down for the whole day and it's not gonna fall out and then you'll just be like well fuck it and then before you put it down it falls out and so that's how (laughs) i felt because you're trying to your hands get so greasy from just the food and you're also having to use the what the hell is it called the cruncher thing that breaks the shell to break them open you know
1: oh yeah you're also having
0: yeah. to use that and then you have to like pry it open a little bit and I'm always thinking I'm gonna cut myself on the crab or lobster and so it's just it's a lot of uh, it's just a lot of effort. Which is why it makes it so special and delicious. Other than it's just absolutely delicious as as it is, but so exquisite is that you have to you have to do some digging to get that.
1: I have tried. Uh, I actually did, kind of unrelated, um, try to do a beef stroganoff. I don't know if you've had beef stroganoff before. I have. It's delicious if it's done right, right? Because sometimes. <laughs> The beef. Yeah, that's the, why I let
0: my mom do it. That's when anytime I've had beef stroganoff, my my mom or dad has always made it. And once or twice I've gotten it, the hamburger helper version, which, you know, when you're living by yourself, <laughs> yeah. that'll suffice. I prefer mom's, but the box
1: does a good job too. Dude, yeah. I mean, like, it, it takes it takes a certain like artisanal quality. It takes it takes a certain element of skill to be able to make the 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 stroganoff it's not about the the sauce or the noodles or anything else it's the meat itself to make the meat as succulent and juicy as it possibly could be and bro i mean that (laughs) I, i i i give much credit to anybody who's able to do that properly but i i i try to replicate that in whatever small way that i can and it's like, oh, you got to you got to sear the beef on both sides only for thirty seconds though. If it's more than thirty seconds, then it the the beef becomes tough. You can't do whatever it is. Got to flip it over, sear it on the other side, take it out immediately. One minute, that's it. And if you go over that, it becomes very tough. And then, because um, I. I do this for my family for for dinner it turns out fine homemade homemade stroganoff too everything from scratch and uh my my brother ends up coming home has dinner and microwaves it all turns to to this this piece of like like rough beef that you would expect from kind of a, a package stroganoff experience as like oh everything that i had done to try and make this a succulent and beautiful experience all just
0: oh okay i see so he gets in and like he takes a bite and without saying anything to anyone he just gets up to microwave it
1: yeah 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 and it's like all the work all the precious work gone into just trying to make it edible edible i'm just looking for edible I, i don't want it to be a piece of leather that a person eats
0: Bro, how do you keep on screwing up all these recipes? All I, I, I always hear about your your cooking mishaps, which, which kudos to you because you're saying all this stuff and I'm like, I don't give a shit about making food at all. You know, I made it from scratch. It was delicious. I don't give a fuck. This sounds terrible is what I'm thinking. This sounds terrible. I would never do that. So congratulations for trying new things. But what is your ratio of success uh, when you are – experimenting with new foods or just in general when you're making something that you're familiar with and something goes uh
1: wrong so i have i have three different tiers right it's failure right failure is pretty easy to identify i i luckily have had very few of those i have edible
0: right that's when is that when i was about to say that's when dad says you know what Why don't I buy everyone pizza for the night? (laughs) And no one then – and then nobody – everyone agrees, but nobody blames you or points the finger at you. Everyone just thinks that would be the best idea, and then it's never spoken about ever again. And everyone's happy because everyone has pizza. (laughs) Yes. That hurts me.
1: Oh, that hurts me so hard. Yes. Yeah. But then,
0: <laughs> and I love how I identified that even before I, before you said. Uh, I think I got it out right when you said. There's and then there's edible. <laughs> so we were both on the so, same page. So but yes. Tier three is <laughs> so we, we, cannot we be we've eaten. got pizza. <laughs> we've got pizza
1: down on tier three. We've got edible, and okay. then we've got good. Right. So I think my ratio to good slash edible slash pizza is about, like, I would say maybe maybe one-fifth of the time I get it good, like, really, really good. Two-fifths of the time, I get it, <laughs> maybe three-fifths of the time I get it edible, and then... And that's why they're called this. Tier it's, 1, 2, and 3, because Tier, one, tier yeah. 3
0: is three-fifths uh, of the time. It's... 60% of the time the meals I make are an absolute failure.
1: There are certain times, dude. Well, and you can always tell too when when the family when the family pours out the uh the salt and, and pepper on their on their whatever it is that they're eating, you know. Oh, this didn't this did not go well. This did not go well. So, yeah, dude. But I like I like I like the opportunity to experiment. I mean, I've, right. I've got I've got some pretty good stuff, my dude. My tuna casserole, fucking, you know, I I rate I rate that as great every time. Um, but then sometimes I like to experiment and do stuff like this, like a fucking beef stroganoff, which,
0: you know, <laughs> turned out turned out. Dude, so guess so. This is crazy. Going back to the seafood and you mentioning beef stroganoff. For the longest time, I just I haven't eaten. I don't think I've eaten beef, and I don't even know how long. Every now and then, I'll get those hamburgers at McDonald's, you know, but that's not real meat anyway, so it's not. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, that night, after the whole seafood with the crab legs and the getting messy and everything, that night. I'm watching Netflix. We we finished watching the movie Midnight Sky with George Clooney. And then my mom goes to bed and I watch uh, the Netflix documentary because I started hearing about this documentary called Seaspiracy. And it's about fishing, commercialized fishing. Seaspiracy, like conspiracy but a play on words. Really? It's like the sea, the open sea. Oh, like, ha. I'm, in, I'm intrigued.
1: Okay.
0: So it's about uh, commercial fishing. And I found out about it because I'm seeing stuff on Instagram. And it had come out just recently, I think within the last week or something. And so I watch it and I'm like, motherfucker, I love fish and s- seafood in general. And now I can't no. eat it for the time being. You got to watch it. No! Because I, I it. love it's crazy. No, I don't want st- to. I don't want to stop it's eating. It's crazy. That. I mean, someone like yourself will watch it and think, "Okay, cool. Watched it, informative, and now back to whatever." Is it
1: like that? Super, Super- Size supersize me? me. Yeah,
0: right. I have not seen. I have not seen Super Size Me. But if you eat beef, you're not going to give a shit about fish. Just watch it. It's really cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> especially especially when a lot of those fishermen are from countries where like because one of the things they talk about is how fishing is you know the lifeline for common folk in, in certain parts of the world yeah and so when you have this huge industrial conglomerate fishing going on that's been increasing more and more in the last 30 or 40 years these people lose their livelihood and it talks about the chain reaction of all these different things because of uh, the demand and consumption so that made you stop wanting to eat
1: particular fish or it
0: didn't make it didn't no it didn't make me want to stop it didn't make me like want to throw up and be like oh this is I'm not like I don't want to do this <laughs> yes. to myself yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to do this to myself, but it's because I watched it, I enjoyed it, and I thought to myself, how can I, what can I do right now to play a part in the progression in preserving marine life and ecosystems, right? And the only the, – what right now, the only option is to stop buying the products. No shit. Really? Like uh, like an actual
1: documentary made you change your perspective?
0: Yeah. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's a, it's a quick one. It's nice. Like – Well, also, I already don't eat beef and I already don't really eat pork and I'm not too keen on – I'm just kind of whatever about chicken. And so for the last several years, I've already felt that way. And so I've it's decreased a ton. I can't believe at one point I actually would buy ground beef, smush it up and make a hamburger. Like that's so disgusting to me now. Certain types of meat I would still maybe eat in the future as a once every blue moon type thing, you know? Right. But at the same time, maybe not. I don't know. Dude. So I was already teed up. You know what I'm saying? So, someone like yourself, you don't have to worry about it. If you're afraid, if you like seafood, just watch it. You're not going to give a shit. You'll just, whatever. It's informative. I'll keep eating seafood. I try my hardest to,
1: like, have empathy when I watch these sort of, like, documentaries revealing, like, the, the whole Super Size Me thing obviously went into all that. And I just, yeah, I don't know. I... So like I I love I just love my meat so much. So maybe there's this like cognitive distance going on in my own head.
0: Bro, I love fish and seafood. It's delicious. But you know what? If I'm like at some if I if I'm at some spot some local spot and they just yank it out of the ocean themselves, I'll eat it. Oh, dude, totally. Right? Yeah, for sure, hands down. But it's just the commercialization yeah. and never-ending cons- uh, never-ending consumption and destruction of <laughs> i never grab like okay for example like those nets that they put it's like oh you think oh they catch cool but you don't actually think that those things are weighted and just are a fucking bulldozer and destroy everything like you don't think that you just think they catch they round them up and catch fish and maybe there's some damn, I don't mean, you don't really, you
1: just don't think about it. You're not a meat person in general. So, but when it comes down to it, everything that you buy at a supermarket is probably produced from some sort of immoral process.
0: I wouldn't say immoral. It just It is what it is. It is cycles, businesses like that, in theory, are living breathing things. It's so fucked up because it's crazy cuz natural living breathing things there's balance. And then you bring in like the corporations which if you think about it in a in a mindfuck of a sense are also living breathing things that require a consumption of some type to stay alive, but those things just completely destroy the earth. But it's not immoral because those things aren't entities with a conscience. It's just like a it's
1: it's, it's yeah a, yeah uh, uh, a, a, it's a it's a natural mechanism that. So what else is going on, ma'am? Let's see.
0: Well, I've been I've been taking time. I've been making sure to take time on uh, days where I'm like in my apartment all day to. Tell myself, Victor, it's okay. You can take 30 minutes out of the day to go for a walk instead of thinking like, oh, I've got to get got to get all this stuff done. I got to get all this stuff done i can not do anything. So that's been pretty nice going on these neighborhood walks. It was crazy because I go, I'm walking, and I see this flower. And, I'm, and I decided I'm going to take these walks and try and look for something new every day, try and see something that I didn't see the day before. So I, I go yesterday, and I see this flower. I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. So I stopped, and I just looked at it for a bit. And then today when I walked by, I saw the same flower, but I saw a ton of other ones that had bloomed and others that were like on the cusp of blooming. And I was like, whoa, because yesterday there were – yesterday all of the bulbs, I didn't notice them because they would have been dark green. And half of them now are starting to split open and white on the inside and it's very obvious. And then I just saw like a few flower heads – but then today I saw like twice as many flower heads and all the bulbs were ripe, about just ready to just open up and bloom. So that was cool. Dude. So it's been enjoying these little things in each day. And that's,
1: uh, I mean, th- that is something too, especially uh, like cleaning out my mom's uh, office or whatever, getting rid of everything. Bro, I am coming across so many things that just, you know very very minuscule meaning and yet at the same time have like this very um profound impact. There there's a lot of photos that I'm coming across in other documents, like the uh the bathroom of our childhood home that my parents ended up redoing in like two thousand and three and I'm looking at the way that it used to look when I was growing up. It's like holy shit like I, I totally forgot what it used to look like. Like it was this this old janky ass like whatever <laughs> you know whatever it looked like before, and it looks a hundred percent different. And I was like, oh my goodness, wow! Just uh, you know, I I I don't know. I I'm I'm having all these nostalgic moments in the past couple of weeks. Um, just going going through all the files from the past and seeing, wow, holy crap. Life used to look a lot different, you know, 10, 20 years ago.
0: Whoa! I remember seeing pictures of my house. I mean, I still remember what it looks like very well. My house before they added the second story. So I remember where things used to be and what they are now. I mean, and now, holy shit. You know, this thing has evolved like uh, Pokemon, bro. So I remember the house, what it looked like, its original form, until I was about five or six when we got the addition and they changed some of the, the layout a little bit a little bit on the first floor and then the whole new second floor. And then the realtor who sold our house before moving uh, the winter that I came back after a few months, um, he had – or maybe it was the following year. He had uh, let us walk through the house after it was – completely redone because the structure is still standing but the house upstairs basement middle floor all completely different it's a completely different house but the outside is the same um, a little bit it's so weird yeah
1: it's like this is a place that i know and then i walk in and everything is totally different
0: totally totally different it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, what the heck? It's so weird. And it's totally updated, too. And I remember, too, coming back from, uh, from college when my parents did,
1: redid, like, the kitchen and the bathroom and stuff like that on the uh, main floor. And um, their, their April Fool's joke was, we're moving and we're selling the house or something like that. So move beyond that. Come back home. And the entire kitchen is totally different. The entire bathroom is different and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, this is like outside. Looks totally normal. Walk in. Where am I?
0: One of my friends, uh, when his parents were selling their house, they put it on the market. And I don't know how long it was on the market for. Or maybe they did it before putting it on the market. But the realtor had, had said like, okay, these are the things we need to do to the house to make it look more appealing. And at first, my, I guess my friend's dad was like, well, I don't know why you can't just sell it how it is, the way that we, you know, we've been living it. It looks fine. And he made the recommendations. I don't think they did it right away, but then they did it later or something. But just simple things like changing, you know, switching out and installing granite countertops, which was the big thing. And then kind of putting like a nice tile on the just like little things just like two or three little things that really made the kitchen pop and it was and then he later said yeah this this is amazing i can't believe i would have thought that you know i thought it looked fine before but it looks amazing now and it's just these little tiny changes that made it look really great i think we'll end it right there